Hey guys, welcome into this week's episode of Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. It's me, it's Mike. It is Friday, I'm going to say roughly about 10.30 by the time this thing gets up. Um, Not as much of a hectic week for yours truly. Um, A little bit later than normal. I normally get this up about 6 a.m., but uh, I had a little bit of problems late last night with some editing stuff, so was able to get it up uh, this morning before I had to go to work. Uh, Just had to reset my computer and kind of walk away from it to get some things put together. But we're back with another exciting episode. I am joined this week by a teammate of mine on the tribe. I am joined by Armin Pushka, um, managers, players, stuff like that. Um, I will get with you guys again this week. Uh, Hopefully I see a bunch of you at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches on Saturday Saturday so I can start setting up some times to get you guys on here. Um, If not, I will reach out to you guys Sunday at some point. to set up the next couple weeks of interviews. Uh, it's been a little hectic here, um, children under the weather. So not been as uh, available to get things done um, as usual. I had to do both the interview segment as well as uh, Beer League Vegas odds with Devani, uh Thursday. So put me a little bit behind the eight ball on that aspect, but nothing too major that we can't work through. But uh Recording everything as late as we did made it where my editing software decided to take a poop on me. So a little bit of an annoyance, but uh, we're back. It's a lot of fun. Um, Should be a good episode. All right, let's get to it. Uh, The week that was last week around the diamond in the Palm Beach Baseball League, we will start uh, from the West Point and Athletic Complex, a 9 a.m. tilt between the Thunder and the Angels. Uh, The Thunder get the victory in this game. Uh, final score in it was 13 to 8, I believe was the final score, as I'm looking through my notes, because I'm about as unorganized as any human being on the face of the earth. Um, yeah, a lot of work for me. Yay. Uh, final score was 13 to 8. Uh, Matt Zymack had three RBIs for the Thunder, while Franklin Garcia and Darren Hansen each had RBIs. Uh, on one of their two singles. Cleveland Westbrook for the T-Men scored four runs after having two base hits and reaching on two errors. The start on the mound for the Thunder went to Caleb Pitts. Pitts went four, uh, was actually trailing at the time of his exit. He was relieved by Josh Mowry. Mowry got the win on the bump going the final five, limiting the Halos to three runs over the final frames. Uh, Both pitchers struck out three members of the Angels. For the Angels offensively, they were led by Curtis Rapp, who went one for two with a double and two RBIs. Ray Jimenez went one for two with an RBI and three walks on the day. Ryan Romero had a hit and an RBI, while Curiel went two for four with an RBI and a run scored. The loss on the mound goes to A. Reed. He went four innings, allowed three runs, none of which were earned, while striking out four and walking one. Of the 13 runs that the Thunder uh, scored on the day, only three of them were earned. Uh... Total combined in this game, the two teams walked 15 total times on the day. Uh, I was reading the recap written by T-Men head coach Mike Sulin saying that the strike zone was rapidly inconsistent and moving for most of the day, which can make a a rough day for people uh, in the batter's box. Um, The second game from the West Boynton Athletic Complex – uh, involved yours truly, the Tribe team that lost to the Derby Sluggers 
by a final score of nine to four. Uh, Cameron Husing went the distance on the mound for the Derby Sluggers. He was able to keep the tribe at bay all day, allowing only eight hits, four runs, two of which were earned, while walking four and striking out six. Offensively, the Derby Sluggers were led by their catcher, Dylan. He went three for five with three RBIs, while Jack Husing went three for four with an RBI and four runs scored. Noah McMurrin went one for three with an RBI and a run scored. Uh, Noah, I hope to get you on the show. I'll get with you later this week. I hope you enjoyed uh, your mini vacation. Uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday. For the Tribe, the loss on the bump goes to Garrison Smith. Uh, Garrison battled some, some some control issues early in the game. Uh, the first inning uh, was a really bad inning for Garrison. He allowed four runs. After walking in two runs, there was a couple errors behind him. But Garrison was able to find his control. He went four and a third, allowed seven hits, six run, only four of which were earned. Uh, offensively, the Tribe were paced by Cal Lockridge coming back from a wrist injury. He went two for four. Kenling the third went two for three, while Brian Whalen, our guest this week, Armin Pushka, Andrew Link, and Garrison Smith all had hits. In the game that uh, I'm pretty sure I build my game of the week this week, um, it was a good one. The Diamondbacks and the Nationals squared off, and the Diamondbacks have knocked the Nationals from the rank of the unbeaten, defeating the two-time defending champions by a final score of 5-3. to three. Diamondbacks got things started early in the first inning as Chris Capaletti hit into a fielder's choice that ended up scoring two runs for the Diamondbacks to give them the early lead. Once they had the lead, Kenny Silverstreet went the distance on the bump for the Snakes. He only allowed nine hits, three runs, while striking out two and walking zero hitters. A key that I will tell anybody in this league is not giving up the free pass. Kenny did a great job of that, allowing the Diamondbacks to clip the Nationals by a final score of 5-3. to three. The Diamondbacks were paced offensively by Mitchell who keeps on hitting out of that leadoff spot. He went three for four, while Chris, Jacob, and Kenny all had hits for the Diamondbacks. And the last two games we're going to talk about, a doubleheader from the Central Division. The Palm Beach Heat won their first game 16-4 to over the Panthers. Uh, they were led offensively by Mike Cardona, who went one for three with two runs scored. Jay Martinez, two for three with two runs scored and two RBIs. Ryan Corkin, two for two with two runs scored and an RBI. Jason Rushinoff, one for three with an RBI. The second game, they defeated the Warriors' final score 8-7. This game was super close. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was one in the last inning by the Heat. Mike Cardona, 1-4 for with an RBI. Jason Rushinoff, 3-3 for with an RBI. Uh, M. Rodriguez, 2-4 for with an RBI and a run scored. Our guest from last week's show, uh, manager Jeff Houston, went 3-3 three for three with an RBI and a run scored, while Ryan Corkin went 1-2 for two with a run scored. Uh, the rest of the scoreboard goes as follows in the Central Division. The JEG Reds stand defeated. They defeated the Astros by a final score of 10-3, to while the Sugar Kings defeated the Warriors by a final score of 14-2. to uh, The other game saw the Beach Bums defeat the Warriors by a final score of, excuse me, the Beach Bums beat the Hurricanes by a final score of 9-5. to The Marlins defeated the Caribe Stars by a final score of 6-5. to And the Padres defeated the Red Sox by a final score of 11-6. to That is your trip around the scoreboard from the week that was we have a very interesting uh, thing going on this week. No Sunday games. Our games are Saturday. There were supposed to be uh, two games this weekend, but unfortunately we lost the ballpark of the Palm Beach Complex uh, for the Sunday slate due to, due to some scheduling conflicts uh, with a tournament that's coming in. Um, obviously, we'd like to say thank you to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches for allowing us to use the facilities this weekend. We look forward to uh, potentially playing there again in the very near future. Um, you know, we're gracious to, to take this uh, opportunity to play on those fields. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. I'm expecting to get out there a little early so I can watch some games prior to our game at 1230. 
Um, I'm also going to tell you guys right now, uh, exciting uh, things going on here in the league. Um, I'm still working on the the all-star game thought process. Um, You'll hear me say it in the interview with Armin. Um, So it's, it's, it's coming. It's coming along slowly. I'm working on some stuff. Uh, I'd love to get things rolling faster, but unfortunately I want to come to Dave with all my great ideas all in one fell swoop rather than giving him a little bit here or there. So my hope is that I can actually get that stuff done later this week so I can sit down with Dave uh, we can try to hammer out something. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Um, also, I'd like to give a special shout-out uh, to a member of the league and someone that you guys may not know actually makes uh, baseball bats. Uh, Dale Criswell of the Palm Beach Red Sox uh, makes great bats. Uh, he actually presented me – or didn't present it to me. He presented it to Ken, but he made me a bat. Um, I've taken a couple swings with it. Really smooth bat. Really love it. Um, can't wait to use it in a game. Um, hopefully in the near future I can get uh, get some at-bats with it. But uh, I, I dry swung it a couple times. Hit a couple of balls off the tee. Really great bat. Anybody who's interested, please reach out to Dale. He has a website, DC Bat Company, where you can customize your own uh, single-color, two-tone, marbled, uh, as well as youth two-tone, youth marble, and youth single colors. Uh, all of those um, can be shipped to you, or if you're local in the league, uh, Dale may be able to, uh, bring it to you. Like he was able to bring me mine. Um, he also has some special edition bats, including a never forget with the nine 11, uh, stuff on it, as well as a fire design, a true American and a, we, the people bat. Uh, all of that can be found right now. DCBatCompany.com uh, under the shop button or under the special edition button, uh, if you're looking for a new bat and you're looking for something that you you know may help your swing, try out Dale's uh, handmade lumber. Uh, I think it could be a game changer for your uh, your swinging techniques and your fun that you have right here in the Palm Beach Baseball League. So that's going to do it. We're going to take it over to the interview segment now that I had with Armin Pushka uh, yesterday, as this is now Friday. Um, so I appreciate you guys. As always, if you want to reach out to me, social media is the best way. Instagram at Fat Kids Certified SE or on Facebook if you're friends with me there. Uh, always, you can shoot me an email, podcastpbbaseball at gmail.com. Um, I'm always looking out for you know things. If you want to plug a company that you work for, a company that you want to promote, anything along those lines, reach out to me there. I'll be more than glad to get you guys on the podcast and get you guys in front of the league. Until then, uh, I will see you all on the diamond. Here's your interview segment with uh, Tribe teammate Armin Pushka. Sunny Days and Double Play is the Palm Beach Baseball Podcast. I am back for the interview segment for this week's show. Uh, I am joined by a teammate of mine with the St. Lucie Tribe. I am joined by Armin Pushka. Armin, what's up, buddy? Hey, Mike. How you doing today? Uh, it's hot, so a uh, <laughs> guy my size, I'm melting. Listen, man, I don't even have AC in my car, so I got to take the hat off the second I get in the car. Well, it's all, it also doesn't help that you're like 165 pounds. 
when you got this much mass, it, it just it whoa you, whoa you sweat when you open the door. You're coming at me this early in the podcast, one sixty five. I am a solid two oh five, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm so used to us with the uh, the PSAs. For those of you that don't know, plus size athletes. Yes, I am. Um, I am actually uh, here to talk about how I would like to be in the running. I may um, not look it, but. That that is a conversation that I will uh, that I will bring to the to the crew, uh, myself, Colin, Dalton, and uh, Fartlip whenever he makes his return to the, the chair, fall. basically. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll bring your name up to the board and we'll we'll sit down and have a discussion, probably over chicken wings because that's the go-to meal. <laughs> um, no, but uh, a lot of fun going on. Um, all right, let's let's kick let's kick off the interview here with you uh, the the correct way. Um, Originally from? I'm originally from the Bronx uh, in New York. Been in Florida for? Uh, since about August. I came down here. Um, I needed to make a change in my life, and I took a different direction. Came down here, and baseball has always been there for me, so I turned back towards it. You say you made a change. I guess let's let's start there. Yeah. Um, I've had... I've had Ken on, and you know he shared his story. Um, what is what is the story of what brought you down to Florida? So uh, I'm I'm you know Mike I'm like a, I'm a pretty outgoing guy. Yep. So I've gotten I've I've made a lifetime of friends, but I've also made a lifetime of friends that like to do stuff like me, which is go out, have a good time, and make decisions that you wouldn't be fond of the next day. And so, you know, I, it led to a lifestyle in which nothing mattered to me besides that, which was going out and having fun. And, it, you know, that's that's all fun and dandy until you wake up the next day and it's two weeks later. You don't know where you are and what happened. So I made the decision to come back down to Florida because I had come down before for help. And, you know, Ken, Ken's I consider Ken, you know, like my dad of Florida because he's the one who really set me straight Colin set me straight yeah I remember you were with us for a little while um and then went back and then that's whenever you know Ken told me that you had made the decision that you were going to try to go back up north and see if it worked and uh then I was delighted to get the text message from Ken that uh you had made the decision to come back down um and rejoin the squad um I I love being able to uh crack jokes in the dugout and shoot the shit and do all the fun stuff that we get to do uh, on a weekly basis. Um, but for those, of the, for those of you at home that don't know, and I'm going to guess that a lot of you don't, um, Push is actually recovering from shoulder surgery. Yeah. Or freshly, freshly just coming back from shoulder surgery. Yeah, um, I got it in February. So let, let's, let's go through that. Uh, I remember – we were playing, and you kind of looked at me and Ken. You said something didn't feel right. Yeah. What was what was what was I guess the moment that you knew, okay, this isn't good, and okay, this is what's probably going to happen. So there was actually there was two moments. The first moment, believe it or not, was actually when I went back home. I play. I started to play men's softball, and I'm a baseball player. I know a lot of the guys listening play men's softball. I play men's softball, but. I don't know how to take it down a notch from how I'm playing like, you know, full speed baseball to playing like 
relaxed men's baseball. So, you know, I'm trying to take an extra base and I slid into third base and I felt a pop in my right shoulder. This is back in May. I didn't really think anything of it because at the time I'm back towards my, you know, delinquent ways of just figuring things out with the bottle in hand. And I just kind of let it stop bothering me until I came back down and started playing again. And that sort of re-aggravated it until the time I did look at you and tell you something's wrong was I made a throw on, it was a pickoff towards first and the runner broke towards second. And I had to make, you know, like a hard throw to second because you just got to get the ball out. And I just felt it right then there just felt like a burning sensation from like the bottom of my front part of my shoulder all the way to the back part of the shoulder. Yeah, I remember I remember that one because you kind of you didn't want to come out. You kind of you gave me the look like, OK, something doesn't feel right. And that's whenever I uh, I tapped Ken on the shoulder and I said, all right, we got to go out there and take a look at it. And uh, lo and behold, that was the the, the final uh, game for a little while. Um, yeah. Shoulder surgery in February. Back at it. Um, shoot. What are we? Four months, five months clear of that now. Four months. Four months. I came back um, after uh, three. So what exactly did they go in and, and do? Let's let's give them the full story. Okay. All right. So everybody knows what a torn labrum is. I'm sure the the listeners know because it's a baseball podcast. But I had Are a... I'm sure that all of us have had a slight tear in there every once in a yeah. while? Yeah. So what had happened was when I had slid, I created a bank cart uh, lesion. And since I'm a knucklehead and decided never to really fix it or anything like that, it sort of just began to tear and tear as I used it throughout time. That's why I was getting used to it is because it just was so slow that it was never really that much more painful. And I guess the doctor said that when I slid that or when I made that throw that it finally just snapped. So my labrum completely snapped. They had to surgically repair it with brackets to sort of keep it together. And then they had to drill it back into the bone. So they had to drill brackets to sort of keep the labrum back together so it could heal together. And they also had to drill it back into my shoulder because the labrum had separated from the joint. So that's what they did. And it was it was supposed to be an open shoulder surgery. They were supposed to, you know, I have the same uh, scar on my left shoulder. They were supposed to open it up and fix it. And luckily they went in and they saw that it wasn't completely ripped off the bone like they thought it was. So it was it was done arthroscopically. And that's why I was able to come back so much quicker than anticipated. Yeah, that was because I know when the last before the surgery kind of told me, uh, that you had told him that it was that it was completely gone, um, you know. So that's whenever you know he told me right before the season started that you were coming back. I was like, wait, what? And then that's when he told me that they were able to go in a little bit more invasively and not have to do the exact uh, take it out, put it back together, glue it back in, kind of thing. So yeah, uh, luckily avoided any kind of serious um, ramifications of the injury. Um, sure. Now, 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 now. I guess let's talk about the fun stuff. Um, you started with us. You played third base and second base. Um, yep. Now with now with the recovery of the arm, you're you're pretty much playing first base for us. Um, what's the difference on the field that you see playing the left side of the infield to the right side of the infield? Hmm. I think for me. 
I think I, as, as a ball player, I selfishly like third base more because I like the whole act of, you know, fielding the ground ball, gathering and making that throw. But since I've made that switch over to first, I sort of see myself more as I enjoy it more now because I can see that I help the team more because mm-hmm. the first baseman is going to catch the ball from the third baseman, shortstop and second baseman, as opposed to me just being in one and the ball might come to me. So it's sort of been just like cool to see that like first base is not a position anyone really looks at. It's like, that's a very important position. I know I haven't, but stepping in there, you, you start to really sort of pick up that the first baseman can make or break a lot of close plays. No, that's, that's something that, uh, that I've had to, to live and die with in this league um, from playing with the teams that I started with back, seven, eight years ago to, to now, um, you can see the difference uh, when you have a solid first baseman. Uh, because there's a thing where if you're a third baseman or a shortstop and you got a guy who's busting it down the line, sometimes you just got to let go of the ball. Yeah. May not, may not know where it's going, may not know if it's going to bounce or not. So, you know, having a wall back there uh, at first base is like kind of having the wall for a, a catcher if you're a pitcher. For sure. Actually throw those breaking balls more. Um, it's definitely a big thing to have. I know a lot of people look at first baseman – and the first thing they say is, all right, that guy better be able to hit the ball 400 feet. Exactly. Um, you know, so it's it, it, it's good to see the defensive side of things um, take a spin for the positive. Um, I'm going to tell you uh, there's a realistic chance you're going to be playing a lot more of it uh, in the coming future. Um, yeah. Especially with, uh, you know, and I know that, that Andrew listens to the show. Um, Andrew's taking a little bit of a sabbatical going back up north for – a bit um, told me that last week. Okay. Yeah, told me at the game last week. Um, Andrew, I love Philly. you, buddy. Philly. He said he's going to Philly. So listen, that man, that is that man is the epitome of Philly. So he deserves to go go take a nice trip. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to get him on uh, eventually. Uh, probably not. Probably not for the, the next couple of weeks. Uh, seeing how uh, the ejection on Sunday. Went over about as well as possible, I guess. Did they uh, did they suspend him, or did he just get the fine? Uh, I actually don't know the answer to that question. Um, I didn't talk to Dave about it. Uh, that's a Ken. That's a Ken topic. Uh, as the manager of the team, so uh, I'm gonna guess that it was the usual uh, pay your way and come back in. But with Andrew, uh, basically <laughs> leaving, um, probably I think next week. Uh, he's out obviously this week. Ken's manager, Ken is not there, but, uh, we do have the, the heart and soul of the, uh, band of misfit toys, uh, player Ken, uh, is with us. So yeah, we need, we need, we need Ken, man. So, you know, he's, he's the guy, uh, that's been a, a major glue for us. I said that in the episode where we had him, cause it was just the, the, the week or two after the game against the beach bums, where after he was tossed, it, it kind of turned South for us. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's nice to know that we have the stability with him there. Um, I'm going to use my platform now real quick, though, to talk about how we need to get a couple guys who haven't been there the last couple of weeks back out. And if they're listening, you know who you are. We're not name dropping on the podcast, are we? We're not, but you know okay. who you are. We're in the middle of a, of a race to try to make a playoff spot. I'm going to need you guys to show the fuck up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that I've, I've gotten written up at work quite a few times because I just show up late because <laughs> I go to these games instead and I, I basically just say fuck them. 
It's yeah, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, um, it's it's fun to hang out with with the guys that we have. Um, I know that myself and Ken have talked about trying to do something where we get a bunch of our guys and a bunch of guys from other teams and try to do a, a, a travel tournament, and that's something that I definitely want to to get you know going as well as the potential relaunch of the All Star Game, um, which I'm still trying to figure out some mechanical things and going to get with Dave this week, hopefully to, to sit down and see if we can figure out a day that we can get that going. Um, but let's Listen, talk. I think the, for the all-star game, I think it's like a, it's a very important thing for guys like us. Cause we all live and breathe baseball. We know this is not professional. We know we're not getting paid, but you know, those tiny little accomplishments, you're 35, 40 years old, you make an all-star team against some 20 year old. You're going to, that, that's, that's the shit that makes this game special, man. That's that's kind of that's kind of what I was going with. It, it, it's I, I understand that there are teams, and I, and I'll use teams by example: the Nationals and the Reds, uh, eight one and one, and eleven or twelve and zero in in the the Reds column. Um, you know, those are some really good teams, and it can be really easy to load up an All Star game with those two teams. And you know, much credit to to what Ryan does with Delray and what what Junior's done with the Reds, building two good organizations there. Um, but it, it, it's nice to see, like, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to use this as an example, you know, the the new team, the expansion team, the Warriors, who we played this week. Um, I've talked to their shortstop, Matt, a couple times. You know, it's one of those things where being one in nine or one in ten is, isn't the greatest feeling in the world. I get it. You know, it, it's a grind to, to build a team. I remember when Ken brought, scores into the league in that first season they won two or three games you know and to see the the steady increase from those guys before i joined them um you know it, it's nice to know like hey like we get it one in 11 sucks but like you can still make an all-star game you know you still got yeah. something to strive for exactly you still got that thing to, to, to grind for and i think that's something where you know it, it can be easy to check out on a season you know we've had them shoot last season we had guys check out after we started zero and three we finished yeah, seven, seven, like and that's two, when and it leads to the whole like I can't come this week, or like I, I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna find a way to get there this week. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think that's something that's detrimental long term. Um, so it's one of those things where you know it, it's a grind, and I think the All Star Game would be a lot of fun. That's why I'm trying to keep it in my mind. I'm trying to keep it balanced, where you know maybe we do something where we we, we get a couple guys from from every team, or maybe we go the round robin route. You know, we play like a, a six-inning game instead of a nine-inning game so we don't deplete anybody's pitching and stuff like that. Those are all ideas that I've been kicking around. Um, I'm going to try to come up with a formal idea to give Dave this week. So um, anybody at home listening to this episode that has any ideas that they want to pass my way, uh, feel free to reach out to me, social media, or email. The email for the show is podcastpbbaseball at gmail.com. Reach out to me there. Give me your ideas so I can try to come up with a cumulative idea to give Dave. Um, so let's talk, though. I do this game with pretty much everybody that I've had on the show as a guest. The only person that has not played this game is league president Dave Sally, and that's for obvious reasons because he's league president. Um, yes. I like to call this rapid-fire reaction. I'm going to give you a team. I want you to tell me the first thing that pops in your mind when you think of this team. Okay. Uh, we'll start with a team uh, that we've shared the field with as opponents. 
and as partners. Uh, they are a division rival of ours, but we love them. Uh, their manager is actually part of this show, uh, Los Padres. Ah, the Padres. Good guys, man. Honestly, good guys. Um, hard, hard ball players. Not they're not gonna hit home runs over your head, but they're gonna they're gonna keep up with you the whole time. Some of them might. I know. I know. Big Some Z's of them got might. A couple. I know Big Z's got a couple for them, but yeah, no, they're they're grinders. Those yeah. guys get hit. They can hit. Yeah. They hit. They hit up. They hit us pretty good. I mean, we went into a a dog fight with those guys. Um, for sure. Another team in our division. Um, I don't know if you've actually played them, so this one might be hard for you to to comment on. Did were you there when we played the Hurricanes last time? I was not. Okay, because I remember that one and this and. Uh, friend and teammate of ours, uh, Mr. Kimont, will listen to this episode, and I know exactly what he's going to say as soon as he hears me say this, and it's going to be, go fuck yourself, Mike. So I'm going to say it anyways. That was the game that Kimont didn't get out of the first inning because Charlie decided to squeeze the strike zone so tight that you could have made orange juice. Kimont, Kimont, breathe, buddy. <laughs> breathe, buddy. Uh, every, every once in a while, I just got to give him that little, like, that, that flat you know, screwdriver what? right to the side. You got to get Charlie on the podcast. Oof. <laughs> I, I do. There, there are a couple of, of the umpires that I want to get on here. I want to get on Johnny, who's the, the head of umpiring. I do want to get on a couple guys. So maybe I can put Charlie on that list. I, I you should have. I have a spreadsheet of like names that are like piling up of guys that I want to get on and people that have reached out to me. So for those of you that have not heard from me, I am working on that. Please bear with me. I'm trying. It's just. I'm trying to stagger this so I don't bleed through every every guest. You should uh, month. You should get like a like a segment going with like if there's an umpire ejection, get the player and the umpire. So let's get Andrew and Brett out here. Ooh, let them we're hash gonna mills, it. We're gonna Mills Lane this. Yeah, let let them hash it out <laughs> on your podcast, breaking ground. Oh boy, that would be interesting. <laughs> I, I would just I would just have to sit here with the beep button ready though, because you, you know how Andrew is. Andrew just shoots from the hip sometimes. I don't think I can play a lot of that on it'll just be the beep button repeatedly. Um uh, all right. A team that we've again, we, this team we've shared the field with yep. for and against the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Another one of those teams that like no matter who's gonna show up for them or who's gonna show up for us, we're gonna just it's gonna be a close game. Doesn't matter the circumstances at all. That's it's, the truth. But it is always going to be a close game. Yeah, that's the truth. I think the last four times we've played them, I think it's been decided by like three runs each game, like less yeah. than three runs. It's it's always nail biters. Um, a team that we've played so far once this season, I don't think they're on the docket the rest of the way unless we beat them in the playoffs. Uh, we'll talk about the Palm Beach Thunder. The Thunder. <laughs> Uh, Thunder are, I think the Thunder are a lot like us, man. I think they are. They, um, they hit the ball well, they throw well. They are, they are, if, if they're not the chippiest team, then they're the next chippiest team. They, they like to go out there and have fun, man. I, I love the chirping when it's kept, you know, when it's kept respectful. I love the chirping. Yes. And that's what, that's what I always get when we play the Thunder is we just get that back and forth. We chirp, but, like, shake hands because we know it's a good game. That's, that's, that's what it's all about, man. Yep. Uh, that, that one we lost in extra innings. That would hurt. Yeah, that one, that one, <laughs> that one hurt. hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, and last but certainly not least, um, we'll talk about uh, – let's see. Is there, 
We played them in our last game, uh, the Red Sox. The Red Sox. Or no, our second to last game. We played the Derby Suckers last week. So my thing about the Red Sox is the Palm Beach team. I'm, I'm not, I don't got any problems with the real team. Can uh, suck it. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. But um, I, uh, the Red Sox are another one of those teams. Is that the team that's got that first baseman that Coach always goes back and forth with? Dale. Huh? Dale, the 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 short guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dale. I love Dale. Yeah, that that's that's the shit, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's I just love showing up and talking to guys like that. Yeah, Dale's Dale's awesome. Um, shout out to Dale. Um, he actually made me a bat uh, from his uh, baseball bat company, uh, which I will start plugging on the show. Um, I was gonna say, DC Wood Bats. Uh, two thumbs up. I really like it. It's really nicely done. Uh, check them out. I'll plug the website uh, at the end of the show, uh, so you guys can check them out. Um, two thumbs up for my bat, Dale. I love it. Thank you so much if you're listening. Um, yeah, lots of fun there. Um, all right, that'll end the rapid fire question or the rapid fire reaction portion of the show. Um, okay, before I let you go, we, yeah. we talked a little bit about the All Star Game. We talked a little bit about you know how you got here. We talked about the shoulder injury. Um, I'm going to give you an open forum to let you talk about. Uh, Pretty much anything you want for the next like minute. So go. Um. Well, first off, I obviously I want to thank all my teammates because I showing up every Sunday is truly like my highlight of the week. Just getting to go there and talk to you guys, and even if even if we lose, we still leave with laughter and joy. And I just I appreciate that. And if there's anyone listening that has you know that has an extra team that's not in this league or has extra baseball and they need a guy, I'm always looking to play some extra ball. I'm just starting to get like fully fully healthy, so you know I want to I want to keep keep trying to at least get as on the field as much as possible. And Mike, thanks for having me on the show. I enjoy the podcast. It's cool to bring uh, life to this league, and thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you uh, being being around and joking around. Um, so, Sunday days and double plays. The Palm Beach Baseball Podcast. It is beer league baseball Vegas odds. I am joined again. He's back in the saddle. Uh, I'm not on vacation. He's not on vacation, so I was able to actually round him up to get him on the show. Ivani, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Mike? Vacation. Let's talk about being adults. Well. God, work. It's overrated. Work sucks. Overrated. Um, all right, we got a jet, uh, jam-packed schedule of games, but a twist. No Sunday slate this week. We're playing on Saturday. Um, as I said, either on last week's episode. Yeah, it was last week's. It was the one that I put out very tired um, from my trip. Uh, <laughs> we lost We lost the Sunday slate at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. There is a tournament um, with no other fields Ooh. available. With no other fields available, Dave uh, had to reluctantly whitewash that slate. Um, so no games on Sunday. Full slate, though, on Saturday. Everybody getting a chance to play on the backfields at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Should be a very fun weekend. Um all right, without any further ado, let's hop right into it. Uh, first game we're going to talk about, uh, it is going to be what I'm going to call the game of the week. It is the two division leaders in the American and the National Division. It is the Palm Beach Thunder hosting the Delray Nationals from Astros Field number four. 
going to be a good game, Mike. I agree with that. I think it's going to be a really good game. Delray coming off of a loss last week to the Diamondbacks. Um, so they have dropped from the ranks of the unbeaten. Um, I'm going to say the Thunder are going to be plus 125. I have the Nationals at minus 115 with an over-under in this game at 7. And I have a final score of 4-2 to two in favor of the Nationals. Michael, go ahead and get my uh, game of the week out as well. This is definitely mine. I think this is going to be a nail-biter. Um, the Thunder actually already lost to the Nationals this season. So, mm-hmm. I think they're uh, – I think they're coming with a lighter up their ass. You know, they they, they got something to prove. Typically, uh, through the past, every time they play each other, it's, it's a good game, even more in playoffs. So, uh, with that being said, I'm going to go with – and I'm going to go with my odds. at I got the Nats at minus 110. I got the Thunder at plus 115. I have an over-under at 11.5. With a final score of eight to six in favor of the Nationals. All right, nine a.m. slate, Astros Field number three, Palm Beach Hurricanes looking to get off the Schneid as they are on a five-game losing streak. They will visit Dave Sally's South Florida Beach Bum team, second in the division. Um, this one, I have the Beach Bums at minus one twenty-five. I have the Hurricanes at one uh, plus one twenty-five. Uh, over under in this game, I have set at 11. Uh, I'm going to take the Beach Bums by a final score of 6 to 4. Uh, I had to put some time into this one, actually, because, yeah, Hurricanes have had they've, – they've had a tough one um past couple of weeks. But I want to go ahead and say that they're going to come out fired up to get back into the win column. Um, I have both of them at minus 110. I have an over-under of 10.5. And, and I have the final score of 6-5 to five in favor of the Canes. All right. 9 a.m. tilt from Astros field number 5. Palm Beach Diamondbacks will visit the Palm Beach Marlins. Uh, This is another one that you could have given distinction to being a game of the week candidate. Diamondbacks coming off the win against the Nationals. Marlins, winner of, I believe it's six or seven in a row uh, for the Fish. Mike, it's seven in a row. And um, I don't know why I can't verify that. It is seven in a row. It's pretty good. Uh, I think think the one loss is to division-leading Delray, and then they reeled off that win streak. Uh, They have two losses, actually. They have – Well, I'm saying saying they lost to Delray, and then that's when I think they went on on the big, long win streak. Correct. They they beat us in the bottom of the ninth. Let's not Mm -hmm. talk about that, but fuck you, Joey. Um, Anyways, (laughs) so – Thought we weren't going to talk about it. Yeah, let's go with odds. Um. I got the fish at minus 115. I got the D-backs at plus 120. At 10.5. Uh, uh, my score at 7.5 fish. Uh, all right. I have the fish going off at minus 120. 
I have the Diamondbacks at plus 115. Uh, Over-under in this game I have at 12 and a half, and I have a final score of 6 to 5 in favor of the Fish. Uh, Nationals field three, 9 a.m. game. Uh, the only undefeated team left in the league from the Central Division, it is the JEG Reds. They are hosting the Caribe Stars. Um, this should be a fun game. I think this game is going to be very competitive. I think this game is going to be a lot of fun uh, for both teams. I'm actually thinking about trying to get out to the field a little early to watch the tail end of this game before our game, which is a 1230 tilt. Um I have the Caribe Stars going off at plus 130. I have the Reds at minus 125 with an over-under set at 14. And I have a final score of this game at 7-5 in favor of the Reds. Mike, I have it at – I have the Reds at minus 125. I have Caribe at plus 140. My over-under set at 12.5 with a final score – of 10 to 4 in favor of the undefeated Reds. Nationals field number 4, 9 a.m. tilt. The Heat, uh, winners of a doubleheader last week, uh, they they will host the Palm Beach Red Sox. Um, I have the Red Sox at minus 125. I have the Heat at plus 130 with an over-under in this game set at 14. And I have the final score, uh, nine to five in favor of the Red Sox. I have the Red Sox set at minus one twenty. I have the Heat at plus one twenty five. I have an over under of ten and a half, with a final score of eight to four in favor of the Sox. All right, start of the twelve thirty tilts, I believe. Uh, Astros field number six. Uh, the Astros. Yes, very fitting that the Astros play on the Astros side. I wonder if Dave did that on purpose. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, they will be traveling to take on the Derby Sluggers. The Sluggers actually defeated Tribe last week by a final score of 9-4, to four, I believe it was. Um, this one, I have the Derby Sluggers at minus 105. I have the Astros at plus 110. I have an over-under in this game set at 11 and a half, and I'm going to take the Derby Sluggers here by a final score of 5 to 4. I have the Sluggers set at minus 1. It was at plus 110. Um, My over-under set at 7 and a half with a final score of 5 to 3 in favor of our favorite TikTokers, the Sluggers. Yes. Um, I forgot to actually talk about a game, and it's probably fitting because it's your game, and you're not going to give me any lines for that. I was like, nope. I feel like I'm missing a, I feel like I'm missing a game, and sure enough, I am from the 9 a.m. slate. We'll talk about that one. You guys are hosting the Sugar Kings. Um, this game, I feel like, is going to be a fun game. Uh, I, I think uh, it, it's it, this would be a game where if we were playing at nine o'clock. I feel like I'd be distracted by all the commotion that's going on in that. Field. It's going to be loud. It, it's going to be loud. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I'd be distracted by the commotion. Um, but I think it's going to be a fun one. Uh, my odds for this one, I have the Padres minus 135. I have the Sugar Kings at plus 140. Over under for this game, I have it 13 and a half. Padres win final score of seven to four. 
All right. Back to the 1230 tilts now that I know what I'm doing. Uh, Astros field number four. Panthers will host the Angels. Um, Angels are sitting at one and I believe it's nine. Correct. One and nine. Panthers looking for their first win of the season. This could be a very interesting matchup. Uh, I have the Angels at minus 125. I have the Panthers at plus 130 with an over-under in this game at 16 and a half. Uh, final score, Angels 10, Panthers 7. I got the Halos at minus 120. I got the Panthers at plus 135 with an over-under of 13 and a half. Um, my final score is 13 to 5 in favor of the Angels. All right. Uh, 12.30 tilt that I will not be giving any odds on because it involves the team that I manage and I'm going to be the head manager of because Ken is out this week. Uh, the Tribe will host the Warriors. Oh, God, you're managing? Yeah, Ken's, uh, Ken's in Pennsylvania. Why didn't you tell me that before I did my odds, man? Uh, you know, I wanted to keep you on your toes. <laughs> So I got Tribe at minus 145. I have the Warriors at plus 155. I have an over-under set at 12.5 with a final score of 13-1 in favor of the Tribe. All right. I think that's the full slate of games, right? Um, I don't think I missed anything. I don't see like I missed anything. I want to say so. All right. That's it. That's the full slate. Um. I'm going to spoiler alert something for you, uh, Ivani. If you stick around long enough after your game, you may see a really fat, out-of-shape podcaster throwing baseballs. No shit. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'll let you like on the out. bump? I'll let you figure that out. I can't spoiler alert too much, but <laughs> just know. <laughs> God, I love it. Okay, I think I'm definitely sticking around a little bit for that. All right, power rankings. Let's get to those real quick before we wrap this bad boy up for this week's episode of the show. Uh, Do you have your power rankings? Mike, dude, it's been a hectic week. Honestly, I scrambled scrambled this little, you know, Vegas odds within the 30-minute window that you gave me while you were eating. Oh, yeah. So. All All right, so I'll list off mine, and then you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Gotcha. 18th, I have the Panthers still looking for their first win. Have a shot this week. Should be an interesting matchup. We'll see what happens. 17, I have the Warriors. 16, I have the Angels. 15 is going to be surprising. I have the Hurricanes here. And the reason why I have the Hurricanes here is solely because of the skid that they're currently on. I agree. Uh, 14, I have the Red Sox. 13, I have the Derby Sluggers after their win this week. They now have, I believe, three or four wins on the year. Uh Finding a way to creep back into playoff contention. They are. They really are. Uh, it's it's tough. It's a nail biter between the last, you know, four, five, and six. It's mm-hmm. it's a nail biter in that division. So Absolutely. anything anything can happen with what do we got? Seven games left? Six or seven, yeah. We're 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 coming down to that backstretch where it's uh if this was a if this was a golf tournament, like Saturday would actually be Saturday of a golf tournament. Teams are gonna have to start making their moves to get in position to potentially make a run at a championship. So might see some people doing some crazy stuff uh, to get themselves into a spot to move, move quickly. So 
to use the golf reference, uh, this is moving day territory for the league. Uh, in 12th, I have the Caribe Stars. 11th, I have the Astros. 10th, I have Tribe. Okay. 9, I have the Heat coming off of their doubleheader sweep. 8, I have the Sugar Kings. 7, I have the Diamondbacks after their victory against the Nationals. I have the Thunder at 6. Beach Bums at 5. <gasps> Excuse me. I have you guys at 4. Uh, the Marlins are sitting in 3rd. Yes, I know they've won seven straight, but the team ahead of them does have one of the two losses against the Marlins, and that's the Delray Nationals. And for the second consecutive week, it's the only remaining undefeated team left in the Palm Beach Baseball League is the JEG Reds. Yes, sir. I agree with you. All right. That's the power rankings. That's your beer league odds. Uh, As always, I appreciate uh, Ivani for coming on with me. Um, We'll be back next week for – a good one, I think. We, are there any Saturday, Sunday games next week, or am I just looking at the schedule room? I know one of these weeks we're gonna have like a. I know one of these weeks we're gonna have like a thirty-five minute segment where we're just gonna have to do like forty-six games. So Sunday, so uh, next week actually we don't have any Saturdays, but it's the following week. It's okay, following I knew it was one of those where it's, where it's gonna get crazy. One of those weeks, I know we're gonna have like a hour-long segment where we're just gonna have to figure out uh 37 games yeah all right buddy (laughs) all right man i appreciate it take care good luck we'll see you saturday all right man take care everybody later